Hello everyone, my name is Reverend Henry Falcone from Flame of Iron Ministries. Welcome to our very first podcast called Kingdom Moments. Um, these podcasts are going to be short and hopefully to the point where I'm going to share um, a kingdom moment, about a truth of what God is doing to advance the kingdom of God upon the earth today. So we just thank the Lord that you're watching this podcast or you may be hearing this podcast. We're going to do it video and audio. And um, hopefully that we can uh, be able to spread the word about the kingdom of God and its advancement upon the earth. Now today, on this first uh, podcast, I'm going to be sharing from Psalm 149, verses 4 through 9. It says, For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints of the, let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand, to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishment upon the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon them the judgments written. This honor has all the saints. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God. That is today's um, scripture that we're going to be sharing uh, with you. Now, Beloved, there is a divine intervention I've been sharing on our, our broadcast every day, on the Perusia broadcast, of a divine intervention that's being released upon the full-grown sons and daughters of the Lord in the body of Christ. And that intervention is a revealing of God's glory, uh, the, God's glory. There we go. I want to make sure I have the time up there, right? So I keep this within the right time frame. Yeah. Glory always relates to the manifested presence of the Lord. Thus, we are to be joyful in that presence, in his glory. We're to be joyful. And it says, let the high praises of God be in their mouth. That's what glory produces. When you're being filled with the glory of God, you get the high praises of God. You begin to see God differently, hear him differently, know him differently than you've known him, which I've talked about from being in the church age. We'll be known him as our savior, our redeemer, our healer. And we thank God for that. And we praise him for that. But there's a higher realm of God, glory, which releases higher praises unto the Lord. It says, let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hands. Let's talk about that for a minute. So we exalt the Lord by declaring him to be who he says he is. He's our righteousness. He's our sanctification. He's our provider. He's our healer. And he's the one who is ever present in our lives. Now, only as we, not only are we to praise the Lord with our mouth, okay, this is a powerful truth, but we are to have a two-edged sword. Now, that's powerful, isn't it? In our hand. We're to have the praise of God in our mouth and a two-edged sword in our hand. The purpose of that two-edged sword is to do this, to execute vengeance upon the nations and judgments upon the people. Now, it's hard for us to understand that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to have a two-edged sword, not a physical sword, but a spiritual sword that's going to execute judgments. It's going to release the spirit of judgment and the spirit of burning. You'll find that in, in Isaiah chapter 4, verses uh, uh, 1 through 6, that the saints are going to execute the spirit of judgment and the spirit of burning. The very refining fire that you're being filled with, the very foolish soap that you're burning with, is changing within you, beloved, to become a double-edged sword. Notice Jesus in Revelation chapter 1 has a two-edged sword coming out of his mouth. Here in Psalm 149, 149, he's sharing that sword that's coming out of his mouth, his word, his word that's coming out of his mouth, is being put in our hand. The kingdom of God is what? At hand. 
And so we're getting a two-edged sword in our hands so that we can execute what the judgments that are written would execute two things on this double-edged sword, a word of consequence and a word of judgment. A word of judgment is like what Moses said, the plagues that were released in his days when he released it, when, when, um, when uh, um, each one of those plagues was released by a word of the Lord and it happened. Word of consequences is uh, two New Testament examples of that word of consequences is when um, uh, Paul was being uh, confronted by that that man who was uh, confronting him in witchcraft in front of the king. He turned to him and said, you son of the devil, for three days blindness is going to come upon you because you oppose the living God. And for three days, that man was blind and it proved that God was God. So that word of consequence proved the Lord. That was a consequence. That was a judgment that was released. Ananias and Sapphira were both judged by a word of consequence when they lied to the Holy Spirit, when they lied to Peter and the Holy Spirit, where they kept pat, they, they, uh, when people sold their lands and possessions and laid the proceeds at the people's feet, they hid some from themselves and they put the rest in and they were given the appearance that they were giving everything when they really held some on from themselves. And because they lied to the Holy Spirit, they lied to the Lord, Peter instantly under the Spirit spoke a word of consequences to them. Why did, you, why did you lie to the Holy Spirit? The money was yours. You could have kept it if you wanted to. But why did you do this? I mean, because you did this before the Holy Spirit. He said, now these men are coming now and they're going to carry your dead body out of here. And they carried Ananias out. Later on, Sapphira was brought before, before Peter and he asked her the same question about, you know, what did you do with the proceeds? And why did you lie to the Holy Spirit? And then he goes, the same men that carried your, dead body, your husband's dead body out are going to carry yours. That is a word of consequences. That was a word of judgments that was released. And this says in Psalm 149, uh, it says, um, let the high praises of God be in your mouth and a two-edged sword in your hand. The purpose of this is to execute the vengeance upon the nations. And that's what's going to come through a multi-membered body of believers, a multi-membered, full-grown sons and daughters of God, a bride, a man-child company, whatever you want to call it, sons of God. You know, a wheel within a wheel. These are, are being equipped right now. They're being changed right now. They're being transformed by the parousia of the Lord, the coming of the Lord, the saturating of the glory realm of God. They're being changed. They're being purged of every part of their lives that is not in alignment with God's pure holy love. God is removing it. Like refine his fire and full of soap so that he can bring forth what? The sons of Levi so that they can bring offerings of righteousness to God. That's Malachi chapter three that they can bring to the Lord offerings of righteousness to God. And then God said, I'll be swift against the sorcerers and I'll be swift against the adulterers and I'll be swift against the liars and those that do witchcraft. Now, the the saints of God, the mature saints of God, are in 2021 are going to begin to walk in what the Lord told me 2021 was a year of unprecedented glory, unprecedented, unprecedented power, authority, and dominion. And that is going to begin to be seen as the glory of the Lord begins to fill us more and more, the sons of God, as we're filled and changed from glory to glory, as it says in Corinthians, that when we look when we look at that face as in a glass or as a mirror, we're constantly being changed from glory to glory, which means as we see his glory, we're changed. And God begins to burn out of us and remove from us every trace of unlove, every trace of our life that used to be to where, where our testimony will become, I've been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Like Paul, but not I, but Christ now lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by the by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. He lives a completely full, mature life. The bridal testimony is found in Song of Solomon, which he says, I am my beloved's and his desires are towards me. 
Notice there's no self-life in both of those testimonies as a son and as a bride. That's the work the Lord is doing. And because of that, it says, let the high praises of God be in your mouth. Okay, and a two-edged sword in your hand. The high praises is, why are we going to high praise the Lord? Because he's completed us. We're going to be singing that new song of Revelation chapter 5, verse 6 and 10. And he has chosen us out of every tribe and every nation. And he's purchased us with his own blood. And he has formed us. And he is forming us into a kingdom of kings and priests unto our God. See, that's a new song that they're singing. That's in Revelation chapter 5 after John gets to see who's the one that can open the scrolls and break the seals. And they sing a new song, and all heaven sings that new song. So it says, sing unto the Lord a new song. And it says, let the high praises of God be in their mouth, and let a two-edged sword be in their hand. And that's what we're looking at. We're looking at Psalm 149 today. We exalt the Lord by declaring him to be the to be whom he says he is, our righteousness, our sanctification, our provider, you know, our healer, and the one who is ever-present with our lives. Not only are we to praise the Lord with our mouths, beloved, but we are to have a two-edged sword in our hand. The purpose is to execute vengeance upon the nations and judgments on all people. That's what I'm seeing today being birthed and is overcoming sons and daughters that will confront the darkness. They're going to be able to confront the darkness head on. There will, this will be done by overcoming saints who are singing the high praises of God in their mouth with a two-edged sword in their hand, which will result in kings, leaders, presidents being bound with chains, which means bound. Whatever demonic activity that they're working with, they'll be bound. They'll become powerless because of the high praises of God that'll be in our mouth, the two-edged sword that's coming out of our, in our hand. That two-edged sword is what's coming out of Jesus' mouth. It's power. It's authority. It's a word of wisdom. It's a word of declaration. It's a word of judgment. It's a word of consequence. You see, we're about to speak different words, words that, that the Lord's words as lightning that comes from that third heaven realm. He's going to be speaking to us and in us and through us where we sound, as we speak it, it'll sound like thunder. As the Father spoke from the heaven, it sounds in the to thunder to those in Jesus' day when he said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. John heard it. Everybody else heard thunder. The word that's coming out of our mouth is of a different kind in this last days. In this kingdom age, the word we're speaking is going to be a different kind of word. It's the same kind of word that the angel Gabriel brought to the to, to Virgin Mary and said, she asked, how is this going to happen? How am I ever going to get pregnant? I've never been a man, been with a man. And she said, because the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you and he's going to develop you. And this seed is going to be of the Holy Seed, and you shall call him Jesus. And she said, because the word that I'm bringing you is of a different kind. This is this word has no 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 possibility of it not happening. It has to happen, and that's what words of consequences of words of judgments are. They're a different kind of word that must happen. They're not dependent upon people receiving it, accepting it. It is not a word of a prophet, so to speak, where people can receive it or not receive it. It's not the word of a you know of a prophecy. This is a word of consequence. It is a word of judgment. And he said, that's the double-edged sword that, that we are going to have in our hands because it says, let the high praises of God be in their mouth, right? And a two-edged sword in the sound, in their hands, excuse me. And it says, to execute the judgment written, Psalm 149, verse 9, this honor has all the saints, all the holy ones, all those that are set apart for the purposes of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's a good word to us, don't you think? Now, we have our part in carrying out these judgments while we are still in our mortal bodies. In our present state, we may say, how can this ever be? How are we ever going to get there? 
However, we are not to be concerned with our apparent lack, which the enemy loves to call to our attention. Rather, we don't look to Jesus, expecting him to come in an intervention. And we are now in that season of intervention, that third day miracle, the wedding at Cana, where Jesus is changing us from water to wine is here. This is a place we're going to walk in, beloved. Are you ready? Are you ready to walk in unprecedented uh, glory, unprecedented power, authority, and dominion, you know, with the Lord, then you must allow yourself to seek the face of God. You must allow that burning fire, that refining fire and full of soap to burn up everything in your life that isn't of the Lord, everything that's not pure holy love, every motive, every hurt, every wound, every mindset from the church age, religious age has to be burnt up so you can be filled with the continuous intervention of God's glory. But it's in that glory we're going to be able to sing on our beds. It's in that glory we're going to have the high praises of God in our mouth. It's in that glory realm, being filled with that glory, we're going to be able to have that two-edged sword in our hand to be able to execute the judgments that are written. Amen. Rather, we are to look for Jesus, expecting him to come in an intervention and manifest himself in us and through us. In preparation for his return, Jesus is beginning to personally appear to many, just as he did during the 40 days after his ascension. And it's vital importance that we grasp the idea that these interventions, the intervening people are seeing Jesus now like they've never seen him before. I'm not saying he's standing right in front of them, though he, there are people and testimonies in many nations that he, he's actually appearing to people, but many are seeing him in the spirit. Many are hearing him like never before, you know, not only in dreams and visions, but they're walking and they're walking in that place where they're having divine encounters with the Lord, divine interventions where he's speaking to them, leading to them, changing them, whether it be a dream, whether it be a vision, whether it be in their prayer time, they're having encounters with the Lord that is changing them. And, and that way it says, it is vitally important that we grasp the idea that these interventions will bring into clear view the methods and that's important. The Lord will use in closing out this church age and the entering into the kingdom age. Now, to me, the church age is finished. So we're going to have divine interventions that's going to lift many out of the church age, out of the church age system, out of the church age structure, out of the church age mixture. And God is going to intervene in their lives so that they, they can see him as they see as he wants to be seen in Revelation chapter one where John hears Jesus' voice like he never heard it before, like the voice of a war trumpet. And then he turns around to see that voice that was speaking to him, and he sees Jesus with his hair as white as snow, his face burning like the noonday sun, a double-edged sword coming out of his mouth. A, you know, he's got the seven stars in his hands. He's got a gold sash around his waist. He's got, you know, uh, you know a, a, white, a white robe on, and his feet are burning like an oven. That picture of Jesus is the King of glory. That's what I'm talking about. We're about to see him like this. You're about to encounter him like this. You're about to hear his voice as a war trumpet. Open up your heart this morning or this evening or this afternoon and ask the Lord to reveal himself to you as the King of glory. Ask him to show himself to you, you know, as you've never seen him before. We have known the Lord as he, the God who was and the God that is, but now we need to see the God who is to come. That's Revelation chapter 4.1. Come up here so I can show you the things that are going to come hereafter. And immediately, uh, John says, behold, there was a throne and one sitting on it. That's who we need to see today, the one seated on it. 
Are you open to that, beloved? Are you ready to take your walk and your relationship with God into a deeper level? Are you ready to come out of the church age and enter the kingdom age? Are you ready to enter, to come out of the gifts of the spirit and the fivefold ministry gifts into the realm of the glory realm of God, the third heaven realm of God, where the spirit of prophecy and the seven spirits of God are in full operation? Well, if you are, this word is for you. Just ask him. Just ask him. Jesus, I, I hear you knocking at the door of my heart as a king of glory. I open up my heart and I say to you, come in, king of glory. Come in, king of glory. Come and sup with me and I will sup with you. And beloved, I guarantee you, if you mean that with your own house, heart, excuse me, he will come into your house, into your house. He'll come into your heart, into your house. And you will see him like you've never seen him before. And you will know him like you've never known him before. You will see the God who was, the God who is, and the God who is to come. When Jesus describes himself in Revelation chapter 1 to, to John, when he turned around to hear that voice of Jesus speaking to him, he didn't know who was speaking because it sounded like a war trumpet. Jesus didn't say, hey, John, it's me. You should know me. No, he said, I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the first, the last, the beginning and the end. Write down what I tell you. That is exactly the instruction we need to do right now, to see Jesus this way as the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the first and the last, the, the Lamb and the Lion, because he's revealing to us himself right now to us and the glory that he had before the foundation of the earth. He's answering that prayer of John 17. That he said, Father, these ones that you've given me, these gifts that you've given me, I pray that they would come up and be where they am, where I am so they can see the glory that I had before the foundation of the earth. That's Revelation chapter 1. John is seeing Jesus in the fullness of the glory that he had before the foundation of the earth. Not one end time event is released until there's a full grown overcoming people seated down with Jesus on his throne as the Father, as Jesus sat down on his Father's throne. That's what the Lord's offering to you today. Amen. Well, thank you for watching this, uh, this um, kingdom moment. Okay, and uh, I'm, this is our first broadcast. Amen. I'm, maybe I'll call it Kingdom Minute. I don't, I'm not sure what to call it Kingdom Minute, Kingdom Moment, probably Kingdom Moment. But uh, glad you could watch this podcast today. God bless you, and we'll see you again. I'm Reverend Henry Falcone from Flame of Fire Ministries. Bye-bye.